and welcome to the Scottish Roadscast, a podcast all about Scotland's roads, bridges and motorways. I'm John Hassel. And I'm Stuart Baird. John, wonderful to see you. Wonderful to see you, Stuart, as always. Another podcast. Another podcast. You're smiling with that (laughs) cheeky face. I wonder what you have for us this month. It's it's one of my podcasts. (laughs) In fact, that's wrong. It's not one of my podcasts. This is the first podcast. Mm -hmm. It's basically been written by all our fans, all the people that follow us on social media. Okay. You know know where I'm going with this, (laughs) because you you might recently remember we, we put out a poll. You're drawing me a blank here, but I will remind you. Uh, there has been a poll that went out on Facebook and on Twitter about your least loved junctions. Oh, I remember Scotland. seeing a bit about that, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and I hoped you didn't look at the comments too closely. No, I can't see I did. Because <laughs> I was looking at these. Uh-huh. Um, but I've, I've gone through all of this. Uh, now, obviously, we, we couldn't put a proper poll there, so I just had to kind of go from what people's comments were. Yeah, they've stopped allowing polls on social media now. So annoying. Um, you can't, for some reason, you, you, I think Twitter still allows it to an extent, but Facebook, yeah. you, you can't have, have voting now. Yeah. No, you can't. But I thought this would be an interesting topic because it's, well, it's Scotland-wide. Yeah. It doesn't focus on a particular area and kind of get some people's feedback and get get people engaged and involved a bit in what they're saying and put that on, onto the podcast never a bad thing never a bad thing no. and you know what else is cool you have no idea what the list is no i i, I must admit uh, I, I truthfully have no idea what is on your list so, um i i look forward <laughs> to being surprised uh, no doubt there will be some interesting choices i, yeah. I look forward to hearing what they are mm-hmm. and hopefully can give some of my views so your views, feelings yeah. on on each of them <laughs> absolutely i imagine there will be some usual suspects but hopefully some surprises yeah um i'm giving nothing away okay okay until we get into i mean the, the way we, we, we're going to do this um is that some people from certain parts of the country might not be overly familiar on some of these junctions yeah uh, and if that's the case lucky you and this is uh, a scotland wide scotland wide yeah. so we will explain the to the best of our ability mm-hmm. um what you know why these junk uh, how they came to be so to speak and what some of their background is if we know that um for some of these things so we'll give it a whirl but this is counting down from 10 mm-hmm. as voted by you your least loved junctions <laughs> okay okay Here we uh, go. are you ready as i'll ever be okay all right <laughs> uh coming in at 10th position okay mm-hmm. is whitlet's roundabout on the a77 at ear yes you know the one yes i do know the one so whitlet's roundabout um it's a large multi-arm roundabout i believe it's four lanes it is now um, it is yes. now four lanes um which is the main entrance to air yeah. which what is part of the air bypass now the air bypass was built in stages throughout the 1960s and ultimately finished in the early 70s yeah um the Whitlet's roundabout obviously been a feature on this, but it was widened in 2006, yeah. which also included its its signalling as well, yeah. which is quite an expensive scheme uh, doing it. cost about £3.5 million, but and that was designed by Scott Wilson. Right. Our old favourites. Yeah. Uh-huh. And RJ McLeod is the contractor. Okay. I, you know, if someone had asked me when I thought that was done, I wouldn't have thought it was as long ago as that. Yeah. 2006. I mean, that's what, 16, 17 years ago now. Yeah, it's a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, how, how, how the years go quicker when you get older, I yeah. find. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had driven on it prior to this. Um, it got a few votes. This was, by the way, between Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, people had mentioned this in some way or another that Whitlet's roundabout is. There. I imagine a lot of the problems about Whitlet's go back into memory. Okay. In the sense that on busy summer days at the weekend, when it was a two-lane roundabout, you would typically have a couple of miles of queues on the southbound approach. So you remember so, this well, from, remember your, from your earlier uh, yeah. days or childhood uh, when you would go yeah. down that way? Well, this was a nightmare. There's, there's no denying it. Mostly mm-hmm. in the southbound direction. I imagine in the northbound direction there probably was issues as well because it is a single carriageway. Uh, so, That's right. Yeah, I, I would think that most of the operational issues with it go back to pre-2006, but they've stuck with people. They have stuck with people, but you just said something there. It's a dual carriageway yeah. that, that go, approaches it from the north, mm-hmm. and then ultimately you're spat out the other side on a single carriageway. Yeah. You know, but most of the traffic turns right into turning. A. Okay. Done A719, is it? Maybe? We'll just have to go with what you said, <laughs> yeah. unless you can sneakily turn around it's, and look at Google there. It's the race course road. 
That's it's it's fine. We'll edit that bit out. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, anyway, no, that that's it, and that's certainly the case when when I use it. I, I generally when I'm using a seventy seven, um, it it's and my ultimate destination is often air. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I'm turning at that roundabout. Yeah. My personal opinion of it is it's um like any of these large signalized roundabouts, provided you have looked at the signs on approach, keep to your lane, yeah, and react to the lights accordingly. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't say I agree that Whitlets is a, is is a junction I would consider. Not in anymore. my experience, like terrible. But you you were saying historically it was historically, just excuse congestion. Yes, nowadays mm. not so much. Can still be busy on a a summer nice sunny warm summer's day when people are heading to air. Okay. In fact, remember the last time we went to air when we were doing archive work down that part of the world. That was a pretty nice day. Yeah. And it was very busy. But it yeah, wasn't. But we got we got through it. I mean, did, I yeah. wasn't moaning. It was a few minutes. It wasn't like half an hour. I no, it's it's not yeah. a sheriff hall. No, 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 no. not okay. anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, have you noticed every part of the country has a sheriff hall? Yep. There's a sheriff hall of the north. There's a sheriff hall of Ayrshire. Yeah. And apparently, Whitlets. <laughs> so, um, yes. Um, sure. What's what's the solution at Whitlets? Even if it, it, it maybe it's a solution in search of a problem here, but what would be better? Well, I guess like any grade separated roundabout that has multiple arms, sorry, at grade roundabout. Make it grade separated. Make it grade yeah, separated, i.e. have a flyover for traffic going north to south and then they don't need to interact mm. with the traffic looking to go to air. You know, so you would change it from a sheriff hall to mm. a, what's a good well, like grade it. separated equivalent, Belfield? <laughs> it's probably not a good one to use, actually. It's a great separated roundabout, but when it's, it's, it's a different animal, Belfield, yeah. I think. But yeah, like 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 um, M8 Junction Four, Whitburn, yes, Whitburn. Aye, you know. So there's exactly. a, the, the 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 main thoroughfare goes yeah. over the top. Oh, it, you're right, exactly. You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and and those kind of things. So there is another solution you could you could have, and it would be the throughabout or hamburger. Oh, I've seen them down south. Yes, it's not a thing we have in Scotland, but that is where it's basically, um, yeah, uh, you cut through the roundabout without having to provide a structure, so that it's, yeah. it's you're bypassing through the middle. I the first one of them I used was an A thirty four at Dudley mm. near Oxford. Yeah, Didcot, sorry, Didcot, not Dudley, Didcot. Dudley, no. Um, yeah. no, I've 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 used one, um, which is Switch Island, right? Which I've is never used that one. Which is the Sheriff Hall of Liverpool. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, we digress. We digress indeed. So that's yeah. We're thinking of hamburger junctions. We still have junctions elsewhere. I know. No, that's fine. Okay. Well, that's all we need to say on Whitlets. So that brings us on to number nine. Now, number nine. Let's see if you can guess it, Stuart. It's where loads of motorways meet. It's incredibly wide, and I'm very surprised a lot of people moaned about this this better not be plantation i'm afraid it is no sir. i'm sorry we don't allow <laughs> m8 junctions to be criticized on this podcast plantation or in more specifically from what people had been saying this is my interpretation it's getting yourself ready for plantation which is causing the problems so particularly um some someone has said here and i'm going to preface what 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 someone has said and then we can go a bit into the background okay, okay? okay. and just so people know where we're talking about yeah. this is m8 junction 22 yeah. 21 complex where the m77 and the m74 all meet the m8 just yeah. south of the clyde okay and, and, and this is a junction that didn't have any problems until the completion of the m74 yes yes that's yeah. right and and the problems only really exist in the southbound direction leaving the M8 or the M74 to go south in the M77. Well, according um, to Sandra Brownlee mm-hmm. on Facebook, she says, getting onto the M74 when coming from the M8 at Hillington in rush hour is an absolute pain in the chebs. <laughs> is that what she said? <laughs> I, know, I'm, I'm... I should have looked at these notes before <laughs> this we recorded this. Um, no, don't worry. I've, I've, this um... is what happens, listeners, when I allow John just to go away and plan the podcast. I love. It. I've never heard pain in the chebs before, <laughs> but um, I'm sorry to hear this, Sandra. But I actually, I know exactly what she means, right? So she's about the chebs or the no, no. I know. <laughs> she's you come on, right? You know. Um, so you're heading eastbound on the M8. You've come from Brayhead, yes. you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. 
and um, it's not the weaving is the not weaving. Angry. As soon as you get near Helen Street or even prior, yeah. people are all <laughs> sitting in lane one and two, and then there's people coming on from Helen Street or on Ibrox, then trying to get out to lanes three and four to yeah. carry on over Kingston Bridge, yeah. and there's this beautiful dance except it's not beautiful and it's not a dance and it's got worse recently yes because obviously a lot more traffic's using the m74 you know and um because it's because it's a popular road and and uh, i have even seen some queues there Mm. in the interpeak oh Recently. We don't do that in Glasgow. It's generally quite predictable. It is. Uh, but that weaving, so eastbound M8 to M74 southbound, the weaving, say, from going from lane 2 to lane 3 or 4, but I'm talking, M77 I, traffic. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about, the, I mean, what I actually think is um, is possibly what Sandra's alluding to and what several other people have alluded to. I just thought Sandra's comment was hilarious, <laughs> so I kept it. But uh, I, the, one of the ones I, um, I think they're referring prior Oh, right, so the approach. The approach. The actual, you're still on the M8. Yeah, and you know. So that's not plantation then. Well, it's, it's Helen Street. Yeah, but you're going to get you're gonna get involved in plantation. Helen Street's always been there, just, I just don't that. Know. But mm. you're right. When you try and cross over yeah. from basically the M8 onto the M74, and you've got the M77 traffic trying to do basically the opposite sometimes mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and loop round, yeah. um, you need to have wits about you. That's what happens, I suppose, when, when, when we have a road network that. It's being used by a lot more cars than it was than it was designed for. Mm. Mm. So, the story here, mm-hmm. obviously, it all opened in 1976. Well, kind of. 1975 towards 1970, because it's two stages. But, remember, you've just said about 2011. Yeah. So, those carriageways... Well, the, M- the, M- the M77 didn't come into use until 1981. Yeah. The M8 opened September 76. S- 76. 81 for the M77, but it was yeah. only going to Dunbrecht But if we look at the footprint of Plantation, yeah. it's been, it's there, been since there since 75, 76. 75, 76. Okay. But you're saying then these other roads start joining the party. Yes. You get Dunbrecht Road, yeah. connection from 1981. Mm-hmm. And 2011 is yeah. when the M74 completion was done. And yeah. suddenly these outer carriageways are and you know, a lot busier. We could do a whole podcast just on the theory behind braided carriageways. Oh, yeah. And why they were considered appropriate there, because you had a conversation with John Cullen about, about yeah. that um, years ago, uh, and about why That's that right, was considered the most appropriate design there. And there aren't many braided carriageways in Britain. Um, There's in not, not much braiding. Um, I mean, Hermiston can be considered braiding. Yes. <laughs> 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 right, okay. Yeah, okay. And, um, of course, you know, in... in it, braiding is different from what we call collector distributor roads, yeah. which is what we have from the M8 from Junction 8 yeah. through to Junction so, 6. So right, add that to the podcast list. The braided mm-hmm. The braided carriageways, carriageways discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, there is obviously identified conflicts. Is there anything you think, Stuart, which would be better? If you blank check magic wand moment. Well, yes, there is. You're choosing your words I carefully now. I have often <laughs> wondered. Right. That eastbound to southbound manoeuvre, hmm. right? So at the moment, M8 traffic continues from lanes three and four. M74 traffic drops off from lanes one and two. That creates a conflict between merging traffic from the M77 because the M8 traffic then has to pull right hmm. to come in. I have often wondered if... I know where you're going. There would be any benefit to having the merge further east after the ramp from the M77, so you'd still be in the mainline M8, yeah. and then you would drop off, like just like a standard junction, and you'd yeah. peel off left, and then the M77 traffic almost would be in its own lane by then, and then the three lanes would then continue south. So that kind of changes things. So the only thing that would perhaps go and off... And you don't need to demolish a bridge. Exactly. The only thing yeah. that would maybe go off prior to the ramp above, above your head in the M77 would be the Scotland Street traffic. Yeah. Right? So you would segregate that away. Um, that would be that's just an idea in my head. And Tradeston. Um, and Tradeston. And then the other other going the other way, really the main problems there is created by the, the bottleneck on the M77, where you've got th- three lanes initially, and then you get to junction one and it drops to two. Mm. And because the Dumbreck Road off slip from the M8 is restricted for M8 traffic, only M74 can use it, mm. more traffic from the M8 goes south in the M77 so that it can still get into that area. Um I would potentially consider an extra lane as far as junction two in the m77 so that there's longer for the merging 
and weaving and that would reduce a lot of that that yeah. problem yeah. no i i agree and i often say that the m77 is the weak link in these things but yeah. people are particularly focusing here and the comments that i see is just get it going eastbound it seems to be that, that will probably be the most common in terms of the volumes of traffic mm. i'd imagine that's probably the most common the m74 is also taking a lot off I, the m8 now. i don't tend to see many bumps um just from from my experience and i've not had any a question for nick <laughs> exactly but you know what i think because it's so um it, you know it's quite fierce what you've got to do and you've mm -hmm. got the move i think everyone has their wits about them and smartens up as they approach yes and i think it's maybe one of these things where people are extra careful the people should be careful everywhere but they're it's, extra it's careful. never ideal because see you also have to you have to bear in mind that a lot of the traffic coming down the m77 there is looking to go to tradeston and seaward street in those areas so there is a yeah, lot because of traffic. you're encouraged to turn around using the loop exactly so whenever you have that that conflict yeah for weaving you're going to have a problem mm. so yeah I, I, I see why they did what they did and it was obviously mm. again it's designed for much lower traffic flows than what we have i mean you reduce traffic by 50 percent yeah that becomes a far less far, far easier but, sort yeah, of thing but at know. busy times exactly. it's great fun mm -hmm. all right um, okay but Interesting. yeah okay um so we're going to move on to number eight mm -hmm. now i've loved talking about braiding there so we're going to talk about some more braiding because oh. number eight is hermiston oh the one and only the one and only. Now, is it Hermiston or Hermiston Gate? I think it's Hermiston Gate. It is yes. Hermiston Gate. Yeah. Um, and that's Gate with a G A I T. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, I've said Hermiston because I'm referring to kind of the, the whole complex in this case, but Hermiston Gate um, itself, obviously. Is, is for the, the rest roundabout. of the complex not referred to as Calder? No, Calder's the other bit south. But to is it. that not considered part of the? No, I wouldn't. Complex? I wouldn't say so. It's connected to the braiding, but Calder's its own junction. Okay. So you could you, t tell you what. Let's invent a term: <laughs> the Hermiston Calder complex. But no, particularly Hermiston Gate in this in this occasion. So let's let's mm. talk a little bit about the Edinburgh City Bypass first. These sections, quite early sections, obviously opened up in the kind of. 1980s, late yeah. 1970s, 1980s at the Edinburgh City Bypass. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's something about Hermiston that people need to bear in mind, that it, it was designed was... many years before it actually was built. Yes. Now, Hermiston Gate actually was, was done in 1995. Yeah. So the bypass was already there, Calder yeah. was there, Gogo was there in, yeah. in an old form, admittedly, yeah. and everything was great with the world. Then the M8 came and arrived, yeah. and there was instantly a problem, yeah. okay, because of how close this this Hermiston Junction was to Calder. Yeah. Now, I've spoken to um, a Fairhurst engineer who worked on some of this, and the solution was to provide, obviously, a grade-separated roundabout. Yeah. That's fine. The bypass mm -hmm. wouldn't be affected by such a thing. No. But... How how would you get the slip road so close to, to Calder? How's that going to work? How yes. how's traffic all going to arrange itself? So they came up with braiding, yeah. which is this these outer carriageways that you can use from getting to from from Calder and, and getting past it without having all this traffic crisscrossing and weaving everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that aspect of it works pretty well. It's about the only part of that junction that does work at peak times. Okay, okay. Um, before we get on to your opinions, mm -hmm. uh, we probably tear its shreds or, or you you love it but Some, well something else people have to bear in mind about hermiston right mm. when hermiston was designed the intention was that the m8 would continue straight ahead yes. as the west approach road now you're talking about edinburgh motorways here yeah so the west approach well by the time the west approach road was cancelled that it, it was it was an all-purpose dual carriageway mm. right with limited access but the intention was that road would have continued straight through that junction so you would not have had the level of conflict that we have. So a lot of traffic heading for Edinburgh is having to turn right at Hermiston, then go to Calder, then take the A71 into the city centre. The intention was that there would be free flow connections for Edinburgh-bound city centre traffic. Mm. <clears throat> so only traffic looking to go north or south in the bypass would have been using the roundabout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I see what you mean. And again, it's similar to Glasgow. Yeah. Is, um, because a lot of other things weren't built then it means that... It, it's a it's a symptom of the fact that other parts of it didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. Rather than it being Huge. a failure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've often thought as well, where it's where the M8 terminates. Or it sorry, is. the M8, sorry, the M8 starts. Starts, that, start, technically starts on, on paper. Terminates. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, starts. Um, starts there, yeah. junction one, yeah. um, with the Edinburgh City Bypass, which is an incredibly busy road. Yeah, and I wonder, had the design for the... Right, so the M8 came later... But mm -hmm. even the M8, to an extent, was designed when they still intended it to carry straight on. Calder mm. and whatnot had been committed to in the 70s. But really, if the M8 had been designed first, mm. do you think there would have been some fork arrangement where there would have been south-facing slips? 
so that eastbound M8 to eastbound bypass would have had free flow and yeah. likewise westbound bypass to westbound M8 would probably have had free flow so yeah you just, you just merge seamlessly and beca- be- because Calder and all that was already there problem. it's difficult to do all there that are, there, there's some different things where they thought you know obviously the, the M9 would follow roughly the path of the the A8s now there was an yeah. unused bridge at Newbridge which yeah. which the, the motorway could have approached in a, the bypass in a different way yeah. there was a, but that was quickly canned yeah. and this M8 extension scheme in the 1995 came mm-hmm. and that was a result of that yeah. if anything Stuart it's very hard to tie up but you know what there is a guy uh, on Facebook um, one of our top fans Gareth Paxton mm-hmm. has a solution for the whole rotten thing alright Gareth says I dream of a time when somebody goes nuts with the roads budget widens the M8 from Newhouse to Hermiston Gate and upgrades the A720 to M720 <laughs> with a proper free-flowing junction at Hermiston. Dream on, right? Yes. Well, I hope you had a good dream, Gareth. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, it'll, it'll probably always be a dream. <laughs> well, the, the other side of the coin, of course, is that we could all dream that there was less traffic on the roads and then they would operate as they were originally intended. Yeah, but that's not going to happen, is it? You know, people are going to stay in their cars, come what may, um, because we're all paying massive amounts for them and goods and services need to get around as well. This is is the sad thing. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Personally, I've never considered Hermiston that bad. Not the junction itself. The M8 approach can be a pain if you get stuck in it, heading Mm -hmm. towards Hermiston. Yeah. But that's more to do with the sheer amount of traffic heading that way than the junction itself. Because mm. if you hit Hermiston off peak, you get round that pretty quickly. Yeah, I always do. Yeah. Um, off peak. The, the problems mm-hmm. with the the problems I have with the whole bypass is when you're on the bypass. Yeah. Um and there's a certain junction further uh, along. But I, I I agree. I I and I think it's gets get a bit of a bad rap on top. Hermiston Gate's okay. See, the whole, it's that approach. Yeah, and the whole situation's not helped by the fact that Edinburgh likes to pretend that no cars ever head into Edinburgh City Centre. <laughs> which in, in reality, <laughs> thousands of them do every day. Mm. And I think if they just were to admit to themselves that actually, oh, people do come into the city from the, from the west, mm. um, and, and they don't all go to Newbridge Park and Ride or whatever, um, or Ingolston, that, that, that they should really build a motorway all the way through to the meadows. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I'm joking, by the well, way. I'm joking. My goodness. Uh, goodness me. We should do a podcast at some point on the West Approach Road. No, we don't mean that pissy wee windy wee single carriageway <laughs> seven and a half ton road that runs from past Murrayfield. We mean the proper West Approach Road that was planned and yep. was contracts were signed for construction. The election was held. There was a change of administration and the new administration had to pay the winning contractor millions mm-hmm. to cancel that contract. Yeah, because of the waste of time, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we will have a podcast on Edinburgh in general about some of their, their plans that never came to fruition. But yeah. it's time to move on. We'll, from we'll probably that. all need counselling after that one. But, you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> what the listeners are asking. We'll have a helpline. Uh, but anyway, we'll look, we'll move on, right? Yep. Because it's time to talk about uh, what's the seventh least loved junction. Okay, but there's only been Scotland. one surprise in the list so far. What and, was that? And that was Plantation. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, I don't know how you feel about this one, but number seven, coming in at number seven in the charts, is Kia Roundabout. Oh. So Kia Roundabout is Mm -hmm. where the M9 ends and the A9 trunk road starts. Ah. So this is... Dunblane. Dunblane. Yeah, uh, Bridge of Allen. Sometimes people seem to call it the Bridge of Allen Roundabout, but it's Kia Roundabout. Uh, And as people always point out to me, it's Kia with an EI, not with an IE. Yes. Very important. Uh, Yes. So, um, what's the deal here? It opened in 1971. Um, where the, obviously, I've mentioned the, the, the highlight is where the, the, you get this motorway that ends at the roundabout and then the A9 starts. Mm, this is an interesting one, right? Okay, so it was modified again in the early 90s when the Dunblane Bypass was added and that added an extra leg. Yes. Because obviously when it opened in 71, that was just the end of the M9 and all the traffic then took the A9 So it was a it terminus. Was. Yeah. It was a terminus that seems to have left, been left. And yeah. Oh, that's roundabouts, okay. Yeah. Um, pe- people don't really put opinions on why. It was just Kia. i seen written. And because be- southbound, mm. coming off the A9 mm-hmm. towards the M9, is yep. a nightmare. And I see it In peak season in particular, when there's a lot of traffic, you can fine queuing back to the, at least the next junction in the Dunblane Bypass. Mm. Um, it can be a real pain. Northbound's never an issue. 
But there's a there's a simple solution for key, and that's signalization. Oh, interesting. Nice and cost effective. Yeah. The, the main problem is there's a lot of traffic heading into Dunblane coming up the M9. So commuter traffic, traffic coming from Stirling, people going into Dunblane, mm. and they also have that right away because their leg is further round. So you're sitting and you're giving way to all this right coming traffic. Mm. Right, okay, there's a significant proportion going north on the A9, but a lot of it's heading into the town. Yeah. And that is ultimately what causes the issues in the southbound A9. Mm-hmm. Not a problem in the northbound M9 because there's very little traffic coming down the A9 turning right to go on the Dune Road. Yeah. Right? So that's why that, that's not really a conflict. Mm-hmm. It's that one leg, it's the southbound A9 that suffers the most. Because of uh, that. So, so really, one some signals would fix so that signals would, so or, or a nice flyover. Or a nice flyover. Yeah. But say, you know, money's a bit tight. Mm-hmm. Signals would be the easiest Signals would be the, would the easiest thing to do on that. And one. it could even be part-time. Yeah, like like Ragmore or, or didn't Worley's have part time? Worley's was part time for a while, not for years. Ray's was part time for gr- a while. A great idea, yeah. but they never seem to keep part time signals. Uh, no. again because if somebody has to go to the cabinet and change it if something if something changes, yeah. 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 So um, yeah, no, agree. Flyover or flyover basically, or or have. Signalizer. Signals, yeah. That would be the easiest easiest way of dealing with it, I think. Do you know it has high mast lights on it? It does indeed. The most northerly high mast lights in, in Scotland, I believe. Really? Yeah. I don't think Broxton has high mast lights. Oh, no, I don't no, think there's high masts in Inverness other. Maybe. Um well proper high masts. We're talking about <laughs> like not not a car park high mast. Yeah, like an know? actual high mast. Like an actual high mast light. Yeah, um you know, I had an incident on this um years ago worked at Kia yeah um, not me personally but when I was working in a control room a whole lot of cows got out on it and it was an absolute nightmare to be mm-hmm. honest with you and I was it always sticks in my mind but personally um, I, I have been held up quite a lot of it just where you say on the southbound A9 yeah but, it's the yeah. southbound A9 that's the problem there yeah okay oh, that's, that's, to the vanilla enough. one there uh-huh. that was quite yeah. straightforward it's, it's another roundabout though is it so, I bet you're keen to find out what number six is. Yes. It's Belfield. <laughs> so, A77... As soon as I said it, I thought, that's going to be on his list. Yeah, Belfield. <laughs> Belfield interchange. This is on the Kilmarnock Bypass, the A77. So, it, um, it opened in 1973, built by our friends at Watlings. Um, oh, is this the one? This is the one that links with the A71. A71 and A76. Sometimes it was originally called something like Hurlford Junction. Aye, um, it's, it's a Hurlford Bypass. Yeah, Hurlford Bypass, yeah. which is that part of the 76. And, and, that, and that was also part of the, the last section of the A71, yeah. the urban dual carriageway section of the A71 at the Kilmarnock end. Yeah, no, that's that's just it. Okay, um, so Belfield. Here's what I think that people haven't put specifically on here. Belfield is one of these fast roundabouts. Do you know what I mean by a fast roundabout? You can't pull out because traffic is flying round it. Traffic flies round that yeah. for some reason. Um, I think the approach to it from the A71, if you're coming down that road, you 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 know quickly. Yeah. You know, sort of woof. You're at this roundabout, and and you know it's it's quite something, and, and it's not signalised. No, it's not. It's not, and and it can be quite hard to pull out. Now, coming off the A77, as if you're going southbound, you want to turn right onto the A71, mm-hmm. you can be waiting there a while. And it's one of the, well, it's one of the few in that part of the country where, of, of trunk road to trunk road interchanges as well. Because mm-hmm. obviously the A76 coming up there, trunk road, yeah. A77, and A71, a major. Ma- A71's not trunk, but it's no, a major road. It's That's a how major you get road. Yeah. 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 So there is a lot of traffic on there. It's not a city deal proposal for signalling of that roundabout. I have no idea. I keep hearing things about signalisation for it, like mm-hmm. rumours, but then I go there and there's no signals. Yeah. I, I, I know the junction. I've never got stuck in it. I've never had trouble with it. I've used the services a few times when heading south one way, the right. 76 or the 77. There is a McDonald's and things like that. There. And a hotel probably... and things. I've been there since the 80s. We shared mm-hmm. the photo on social media recently um, of those services when they had just opened. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, there's another interesting feature about the junction. Um, nothing to do with it, the way it performs. But the the slip roads on bridges all I, over the river. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. And I just look at it going, this must have been very expensive. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it must have been cheaper than moving the junction further south and having to realign the A71 to match in mm. with that and the A76. What's the solution with Belfield from your? I mean, you don't seem to you're. You're like me, where yeah, you you see that it could be a problem. Signals uh, is 
Is it basically just signals? Signals on a 30 mile an hour speed limit. Mm. Easy. What about flyovers? No. I wouldn't justify a flyover. But it's, already, it's already flown under yeah. by the A77. Yeah, you wouldn't need that. You wouldn't need a third level there. Do you, imagine how high that would be because <laughs> it's a high interchange yeah. as it is. No. See the A71. Do you think a lot of traffic from the A71 is going to the A76? No. No. It's mostly A77. Because if to, you were going down the A76 and you were coming west on the A71, you would turn left at like Galston and you would take the A719 again, there's that road again, mm. and you would turn left at the old crossroads and go down the A76 that way. Mm. You wouldn't, no, you wouldn't go all the way to Belfield and then turn left. You, mm. would, you would cut the corner. It's number six on our list, though, Stuart. I mean, people... Obviously, it's annoying people. People are annoyed by this. Yeah. I mean, they, do you know yeah. what? They hate... Sorry. It's least love. <laughs> More okay. than Whitlitz. Yeah. Whitlitz has more love than uh, than than Belfield. So there you go. Which, given Belfield is an existing problem and Whitlitz we think was mostly a historic problem, that makes sense. 2006 is kind of... Yeah. And the work's done there to has solved it. I'm just looking at Google Maps because it's annoying me that I wasn't quite sure on those <laughs> That's cheating. So I'm just going to check. It's like no I'm just Google Maps. Check now. <laughs> right. So the Galston to Crossroads is the A719. Oh, and the one that go. goes from Whitlitz down in to air, and there'll be people screaming at their bloody. Uh, it is the seven one nine. I was right. I'm doubting myself. That's you. You're drawing me eyes. Going. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> this is fun. This, it is funny to try and wind you up. But uh, there you go. Right. I'm going to get you nice and wound up now uh, because it's um, it's on the number five. We're halfway through the list, uh-huh. and it is the Broxton. Roundabout. Broxton. Broxton. Where's that? Perth. Perth. I mentioned that. Yeah, Perth, yeah. So Broxton <laughs> Roundabout, that's where obviously the A9 uh-huh. and the M90 yeah. um, meet along with the A93 chucked in for good measure. So this is part of like the Perth bypass. I would not have picked that. I mean, I get it's a fast moving roundabout. Yeah. It's uh, unsignalized as well. So this is. Hammond, I've always felt, was much worse. Yeah, well, uh. we'll. we'll 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 get to Inverarmond if we have time uh, under a different character. Yeah, Inverarmond versus Broxton. Inverarmond's got worse in many years because it's just busy. It's really, really, really busy. Um, mm, as yeah. those things. But Broxton, interesting. I was I was remember Broxton having those those big signs with the lorries tipping over on it. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. You know, yep. and um, there's which implies lorries hitting it too quickly. Yes. Um, um, I mean, I think there was. Goodness me, I can't remember. I think some somebody had said something about uh, a lorry um, turning over on that and paint going everywhere right, once okay. and stuff like that. I, so I, so I quite a few people admit, have mentioned it. Look, I'm not in Perth often enough to be able to comment. I mean, I, I'm it's occasionally a, it's a big A9. feature of going up the A9. Yeah, it, it is, you're right, but I've never been stuck there. I have, and I'll tell you where Broxton's um, particularly bad. Um, or un- unloved, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you're coming along the M90 and you're approaching Bro- Broxton Roundabout, basically heading northbound or, or westbound, yeah. So you've come up from Craig End or something. That is where I got, and I was surprised when I got caught there for 20 minutes, really, once right. in the middle of the day for no reason, so, and it was coming from. It's where the M90 is yeah. joining it now. The A9. When I've used the A9 to A9 connections, I never have any problems. So that's Edinburgh to Inverness traffic. That's that move, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. And that was okay. So that was that was okay. That's interesting. Busy. Fair enough. It is interesting. I but, have mostly... I've never... Have I ever gone a, a, M90 to A9? No, hmm. never. Have I ever gone A9 to M90? Yes. Hmm. But that's much less of a problem, I think, isn't it? Have you ever tried using the services there? Yeah, many times. And gone out? Gone any problems with that? No. Yeah. No. It's, just, it's that M90 which causes the problems. But So the simple solution there then is really just separating A9 traffic, isn't it? Could you provide two flyovers or a flyover just yes. north, direct north yeah, to south? Yeah, well, this is just it. So people have looked at it's just tremendous debate about what to do with Broxton Roundabout. It's where, where are the priority flows? Do you go A9 to M90? So mm. from like, you know, the north A9 onto yeah. it, or do you do A9 to A9? Um, you know, and what happens with the A93, which complicates it, which is obviously the local road that actually heads into Perth itself. Yeah, because obviously there is a significant amount so of traffic. It needs a flyover. It, it, it needs a flyover, but where? That's, yes, that's your problem. Uh, any thoughts on whether the new cross tail link road will take any traffic off the roundabout? 
No. Is there any traffic coming from the south looking to turn up the E90, for example? No. no. The takeoff the road doesn't doesn't link with the A90 between um, Friarton and Dundee. Yeah. Um, so no, people are still stuck going through right, Broxton. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'll need to look at that one at, at peak times on Google Maps to see what's uh, how it looks. Well, people have. Or got... is this a seasonal thing? Is this a tourist? Traffic issue or is it a day? No, it's day, it's day and day, day out because right, okay. again, a lot of people, people commuting in and around the Perth area have yeah. to suffer this thing. Commuting where? Well, in and around the locale and right, going okay. to people go maybe going to Dundee or people going down right. down south, going into okay. Fife and Fair stuff enough. like Fair that. Enough. Um, you know, it's I need to get it's, out it's Perth. It's not on the moon, you know. <laughs> so it's a, it's it's a bit it's quite a big place. A lot of people that live around about. But anyway, listen, this is cool. Um, but uh, people have uh, some opinions. I bet they do. Honestly, so um, Mike Watson wrote quite an interesting, quite long comment. I'm going to read out. Now, there's some um, fruity language in here, but oh. I've, I've changed it out. Don't My worry, because I know we, we don't... We don't allow swap. fruity language on our Facebook page. Well, he's uh, he's he's kind of abbreviated it, but ah. if, I, if it's one of these things, to, if I was to read it out, mm-hmm. you'd know. So I, I've changed it to stuff more appropriate. So Mike says, Broxton for sure is a, a poo show of a transition from motorway to dual carriageway <laughs> needs replaced by a proper junction should never have been around about in the first place it's had so many lorry tips and rear enders I, over I, the years i hate when people make comments this is one of my pet peeves on social media he's not done that, that should never have been around about well i'm sorry at the time but back 1965 when there was going to be like four cars every half hour using it the roundabout was more than sufficient yeah it's just like so you can you it's can't say and, yeah you know you can't say yeah. it should never have been a roundabout yeah. no, maybe a roundabout's not suitable now. it opened in 78 this is the thing Ugh, even traffic was still but quite yeah high it was it was already sort of like yeah. an area anyway but yeah. it opened in 78 okay and hasn't had anything done with it oh he's not done Stuart. oh all right right sorry. okay um, he, he says uh, he, he's got an experience of his own right. he said I was heading to Edinburgh and was sideswiped by a lorry coming from the left who should have been in the right lane to go to Glasgow pretty simple left lane for left straight on and right lane for a straight right driver tried arguing the toss at the side of the road tell him I'd, I'd leave it to insurance and he said he sent pictures in of the road markings which appeared to address the issue so yeah, so he's had a, a a Broxton experience. Interesting. But you know what? Um, I also think this is a good comment that sums up Broxton before we move on. The other Owen Rudge, Owen um, says there can't be too many countries where four major routes collide in one roundabout, as at Broxton. Would be nice to have that one replaced one day. Okay, fair enough. I think that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, I don't it. have enough enough personal experience of it to be. I, able to I, I, yeah. I think it's. I think it's a. It's definitely one that could take more love okay and that love must come in a big gray flyover okay so there you go fair enough number four still don't think that is sorry we we must that was number five that was number five people this sorry people have more love again for belfield yeah and plantation and whitlets than they do for broxton interesting broxton is the Sheriff Hall of Perthshire. Mm, fair enough. So, okay. there we go. Right. I know Inveramen's staying very quiet at this point, but, you know. Uh, Inveramen, for me, I've had hellish experiences <laughs> in Inveramen. I'm surprised Inveramen. I mean, the fact that you can only turn right in one lane coming mm. down where really it should be a dual turn has always peeved me a wee bit. I think they've um, changed that. Because they? if you come down on the A9... yeah. No, it, it, I think it splits into. It's no, not, it's, it's it's one lane on the A9, but you yeah. can use both for on the roundabout. Yeah, it's a bit um, it's a bit mad that Inveramen's always been a pain in the bum for me. Yeah, yeah. it never used to be signalised. They, they popped signals yeah. on it. Yeah, so Inveramen doesn't isn't featuring in the top ten. Well, you'll then. just have to see. All oh, right. Okay. So um, coming in at number four is Shorehead. What? Yes, no, Shorehead. Yes. No. Yep, sorry. No, no. This is another one. This is from. <laughs> so, this is listen. from people's memory. Shorehead. Surely. But we are allowing memorable things. All but right. this, the, the, there's a twist in the Shorehead story. Right. So what do we know about Shorehead? It's a junction on the A8. It's a junction for Coatbridge. Okay. Yeah. And, and, Bells, it, oh, and Bells Hill. And Bells Hill, yep. and it allows you to access the A725. Okay. And the M8. And now the M8. But originally it was just the A75 because there was no M8. We didn't get that until 2017. It was built in 1961. Yep. And that's when the junction on the A8 was grade separated. When the road was dual. 
and they, they mucked around and added a slip road in a little bit later yeah. on. Yeah. But um, in its current form, now this this junction was famous before the upgrade. It was it was notorious for being incredibly busy. Oh yeah, yeah. and um, it featured on roads.org's bad junction list, two, which, which two lanes northbound, one lane southbound. Yeah, uh, which it's you know the bad junction list inspired this podcast. I remember when traffic looking to travel east to Edinburgh used to have to turn right across the southbound traffic to join the yeah. A8, and then which is a roundabout, and when they put horrendous. hard shoulders on twenty yeah. years ago. And mm-hmm. that made the, the moves, at least at the northern end of the junction, easier. But because the bridge was only wide enough for three lanes, yeah. uh, as it, and that bridge was widened as part of the, the upgrade, the upgrade works, works, yeah. Um, that was always the constraint there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember it, it was it was hell on earth. was. Yeah. And you would have traffic queuing all the way down A725 and all the way down North Road into Bells Hill and mm-hmm. all the way back up into Bells Hill at Wif- uh, and, sorry, at Cope Bridge at Wifflet. Uh, so yeah, I do remember. Well, somebody really doesn't like it here. No, and it, no, as it is. No, All right, and okay. I'll, I, I, I'm going to describe to you. Um, I'm going to have to paraphrase slightly with this comment, but he he says uh, it, Christopher Mills says it's le- it says according to him is worst junction ever. The traffic lights just don't work well enough. No filter lanes, he says, and he also goes so far as to even call it a death trap. Right? I disagree with the death trap remark but what what what's alluded to here is if you are coming off the a8 heading westbound coming off the eight westbound the a8 westbound come around the loop and you come up to and you meet the junction with north road it's straight ahead of you that's Uh the bit that's exactly the bit who's meant to be where and what at north road is is the fact that this traffic all comes and meets because the lights time at the same time and if you're turning right onto you know what is the a725 at that point are you meant to be behind or in front of the traffic? Now, this is something I've I've experienced, and I've always thought, "Hello, this is this is a bit of an interpretation you have to do here of what goes on with the junction." Right. But it, apparently, this is um, enough. People have kind of said that this North Road issue is the single reason why Shorehead is what they consider a least loved junction. That's interesting for me personally. The now, main, you Lanarkshire person, yeah, so what do you the, think? The, the manoeuvre that I tend to make, if I'm coming off the A8 westbound, mm-hmm. I, I tend to be then heading into Coat Bridge, so I'm turning mm-hmm. left, and it's got a separate phase, or it has an arrow yeah. on, the, on green, so you, you go left. So I'm, there, there, there wouldn't be any circumstances where I would be coming along the A8 west and then turn right onto the southbound A725. Yeah. And because of the... Who would though? Because when you think about it, if you were looking to go south in the A seven two five or west, and you were going west on the on the M eight, you would take you the would M8 take to, it that way. So wouldn't you? I guess they've thought there's going to be very few people actually making that well, maneuver. You know, I, I I had to do it when I was doing work there, which is different. Which is yeah. different, but it's like hmm, hello, it's this because um, yeah. because you to be at that stage of the A eight, you've come through Eurocentral. Yes. And at Eurocentral, you could join the M8. Yeah. So why, why would you why do would that you unless down? you've made a mistake? Yeah. So that's an interesting one. Yes, it's yeah. a redundant movement. So there you go. Now, I, Use the M8. I recall... But what one, about the people coming out of North Road who might encounter this? So, so Well, that's the thing. So people coming from North Road, now they might look to turn left onto the A725 because they might not want to head for Belsey Hill, which mm-hmm. is fair enough, um, or turn right to go to Cope Bridge, which is a popular manoeuvre. Mm-hmm. My understanding, the last time I used that junction, I thought that traffic from the A8 had five seconds of a head start before the green phase for North Road. Now, maybe that's been a recent addition to address some of these We're going to have to go and test this. I, I, I say there's a road trip required to go Absolutely. and test this. Who doesn't want to go to Cope Bridge or Bilsom? <laughs> Absolutely, you know. Um, but, yeah, um, Shorehead in general... What do you think of it now? Well, it, it, this is interesting, right? Let's because, talk about how it, how it interchanges with right. the motorway and how it interchanges um, with, with the air. What do you think of what what's all been right. done? I think Shawhead is a hundred times better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. The way they connected to the M8 was not liked by a lot of people because you couldn't go from the M8 to Coat Bridge. Oh yes. However, there were good reasons for all of that, which is a whole podcast on its own about the A8 being the regional distributor mm-hmm. and the M8 being for strategic traffic. So you come off and you use the A8 to get to Court Bridge. Blah 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 blah. Um, I have noticed recently though that although Shawhead was free flow after 2017 when it opened, southbound coming out of Court Bridge, I've noticed there has been some queuing on Google when I've just just noticed accidentally, mm-hmm. and 
but I think all the other moves are all alright. I think yeah. that's still mostly free for. Oh, I thought the whole thing just slowed beautifully. Yeah. Keep an eye, Google Maps one night. Uh, um, on the traffic lights. Have I a look at the southbound A seven two five. So the local a, road bit. The thing is, with Shorehead, there's a lot going on actually. There is. Um, there's a, a lot there's, happens and you know quick. Succession. You know, a lot of lights and, yeah. and other things like yeah. that. It would have been a, a fun one to program in for for the traffic engineers. So and, and listen, off peak, and when all the lights are green and you're coming down the hill, I've seen it used as a bit of a racetrack. Um, it's a forty oh, mile an hour limit now, but you see people. It, it was forty it when it was when it was yeah. opened uh, in twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. rather I think, and and yeah, yeah, it feel feels quick. Maybe but. we need some staggered phasing through there off peak just to reduce that. You can through. get traffic lights that do this, mm-hmm. and they detect speeding and stuff. They yeah. they go to red. So um, I think we're getting into the final three now, uh-huh. Stuart. Okay. Um, and I completely forgot about this this junction oh. um, that has come in at the third spot of least loved. And this is the A90 for for road junction in Dundee. Where's that? So Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the Kingsway Sorry. in Dundee. So showing my central belt bias again. No, he's he's just he's just making fun of me. Is this people. at the Morrisons? Um, the Morrisons, I think, is a little bit further on. Right. It might be. So it's, what happens, right? Okay, let's let's tell give people me. the, yeah, the tell idea me, of the me. area. So you're in uh, you're on the A90. You've come from Perth. Yeah. Or you're on the A90 and you've come from Aberdeen or Stonehaven. Yeah. Eventually, there is a right hand, a right, a right angle bend uh, here, and this is the one. junction. Right. So if you're coming into uh, Dundee, coming from Perth, you drive and what what is the dual carriageway, which is known as the 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 Kingsway. Kingsway. Yeah. Eventually, you have to turn left at this yeah. set of traffic yeah. lights. Yeah. An at grade left hand turn. Now, this in in Saber Geek Speak. Uh, the road forums, yeah, they call this a totso turn off to stay, stay on. on, right? Okay, um, and this is pretty horrendous in terms of being held up. I've been caught at this, right? I don't know if you've made that trip up to Aberdeen a few y- times going, and yeah, yes, obviously, it's one of these situations where the major road has to go through the town. It's one of these ones where I've realized it, it, it now that you mention it, the, the right hand turn or the left hand turn is always a, why am I turning left? Why am I turning off this road to? to yeah. It. Is it a hangover from before the A90 existed, or was the Kingsway there long before d- the A90 connection coming in? Because you used to head what, east, didn't you, up the coast? That was the main road years ago. Yeah. Is that the reason? That is the reason. Right. It's a hangover uh, okay. with these things. I mean, people have nice things to say about this. Um, Brian, Mi- Brian Mitchell says he calls it an abomination. Right. Um, at the junction at the Kingsway, and it's ne- next to the Shell Garage. That might be where you're thinking of. Uh-huh. Um, and Alex Middleton says the same. A ninety four for road, uh, Kingsway for me. Hit it at Russia, and it's a nightmare. And right. you should see how liked these comments are. Aye. By the okay. way, which just kind of pushed it up. It reinforces the, the, the. So Dundee news. is one of these cities. It's a city. Yeah. Right? It's a big place. Dundee. Yeah. A lot of people live there. It's not bypassed. But a road goes oh. through it, and four for road is is the. The, the miserable centre of this, you know? Was the... I, I, again, I don't, I'm sorry, I'm showing my ignorance here, but Dundee, mm-hmm. historically, was the Kingsway, the northern bypass of Dundee. Mm. Has there been some sprawl north of the road yeah, over time? Has, especially if so, you see... So some of it, this road, if we're going to talk a little bit about Kingsway, some of it is grade-separated junctions. But right. it becomes more like a kind of boulevard-type thing as it approaches Forfa Road. Yeah, because you get roundabouts and things, and footbridges and all these... There's footbridges, yeah. there's crossings and stuff. Boulevards don't generally function very well for high traffic volumes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then you come to this this signalised junction at Forfa Road. Interesting. I mm. will need to pay more attention to that one the next time I'm there. But I, I've never been stuck in it but then again for me a Dundee or an Aberdeen trip would be probably yeah. a weekend thing or something like that so no, understood many many times mm-hmm. so um, okay that's four for road yeah I agree with it what would be better a roundabout I hate I've never thought I'd say but a roundabout would probably suit this situation has better. it never been a roundabout no, no. Uh, I believe the problems you've got constraints there in, right. in properties and things around but if we were to demolish you know, or yeah, move, yeah. you could do some it's kind of It's not an easy solution then. The problem with any kind of grade separation is it's a completely urban environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. would be quite difficult. Not so. something we tend to do now. You know, you can have some kind of hamburger roundabout or something uh-huh. something there to do with that. Okay. But no, four for road, I completely forgot about it, but there you go. Interesting. All right, I've been educated on this one. <laughs> I wonder... Top what, two. Top mm. two. And I'm, I'm wondering now what you might think the, well, these were. But I, I could, One of them, I know that has to be in the top two, hasn't been mentioned yet. 
Okay. Um, well, I'm going to mention it now. Okay. It is Sheriff Hall. And that's number two. Number two. God, you're thinking about what's number one. So what's number one? Yeah. So, uh, great. I'm just going to say Fiona's got a great comment. She just says, should be called Sheriff Hell, says. And uh, I have had some experience of Sheriff Hall in the evening peak. Okay. Yeah. So what's the deal with Sheriff Hall? Um, Part of the Edinburgh City Bypass, the A720. It's kind of wedged more over at the eastern end. um, And it's, it's where the A7... Um, the road with all the the sixes on it, which was formerly the A sixty eight, connects with it with roads going. So it's a five arm roundabout. Yeah. Um, it opened in nineteen eighty eight. Was it a terminus for a while? No, was it always in the middle? It was. It, it was just within that section. Right. It was shortly kind of a terminus yeah. in that section there, but the Miller Hill section then went went beyond it, which we, we talk about in our city city bypass yeah, podcast. And we will talk about on our city mm. bypass page web page that's coming very soon. Yes. So originally it was only two lines. Now, can I can I add some context to the discussion on the city bypass? Yes. Because this we, is the second time we're talking about the bypass tonight. It's not good. We see a lot of criticism of the city bypass, right? Mm. Uh, from again, like historically, right? Mm-hmm. And something I think a lot of people don't realise about the city bypass is although it's a trunk road maintained and, and managed by the government today, mm-hmm. that was not the case before nineteen ninety six. You're right. This Edinburgh City Bypass was entirely funded, designed, and procured by the old Lothian Regional Council, mm-hmm. right? So it was a regional road. And because the council had to pay for the vast majority of it, and budgets for councils and schemes are always tight, they could only build so much. They originally were only wanting to do it single carriageway. That's right. There were going to be single carriageways along the City Bypass, and it's only because I think the Scottish office did give them a bit of grant, maybe like less than 30%. Mm. that they were able to up it a bit and actually duel it, right? So the city bypass could be much worse yeah. than it actually is. But please, please bear that in mind. We, we, I hate when we see people criticising original designers and engineers and things because these guys were doing the best they could. The best they could with what the they time, had, yeah. No. At the time. And it's very easy with hindsight to look back and criticise decisions that were made half a century ago in some cases. Mm. So I hate when I see people doing that on Facebook. So please bear that in mind about the city bypass. Yes, is it fit for purpose today? Probably not. But, but is it deliberate? Of course not. No, exactly. It was at the time. Yeah. And we see that in our photographs. So you, you, yeah. you've made it a very, very fair yeah. statement, Stuart. You've redeemed yourself from all the criticism you've directed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the funny thing is, obviously, this, this opened at uh, 88. It was only two lanes um, and it quickly got busy uh, as, thing, as things went did. in. Now, yeah. in 2006, Miller Hill Junction just further east opened, mm-hmm. which is which is where the Dalkeith Northern Bypass... I remember that opening. That took a bit of pressure off one of the arms yeah. uh, of the roundabout. But people were still passing through this yeah. junction all yeah. the time. There was significant work done um, to widen it. It's now four lanes, yeah. and it signalised. even has powered cat's eyes in it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these? Yeah, they're, they're good. They're interesting. Really, really yeah. good. So stick to your lane thing. But Sheriff Hall, it's mentioned all the time. We always talk about Sheriff Hall. It is the... Um, I don't know. It's it's like the poster boy of junctions that people don't like. Well, hopefully some relief is in the future. Yeah. Because obviously there is a proposal for great there separation. A, a flyover. It's an interesting one. Because, I mean... Do you know the, why the, it was never a flyover in the first place? That was ground conditions. Yes, it, it was. Yeah. And again, it comes down to the expense and the council not having the money. Mm. That the co- there, was a, there was a colliery there. Yeah. You know, and, and things. It was going to be incredibly listen, expensive to, I, we, to do that. We we know ex-local authority engineers from that era. They mm. would probably have loved to have built a great separated junction there, but they had to build what they had the money for. Yeah. You know, so that, that's why. There's a big so fault here. So, oh no, yeah. what can we do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but now we, we, we seem to have overcome that. Well, things have moved on. Mm. Things have moved on. From an engineering point of view, it is easier to deal with these things than it mm. used to be, but it's still expensive. It is. It is still expensive. Uh, interesting debate about the Sheriff Hall grave separation because a lot of politicians and people in that part of the world criticise it. Edinburgh based, mm. of course, Edinburgh based. But sorry, I don't understand it because the city bypass is a bypass of Edinburgh. Yeah. Surely it's in the interest of people within the boundary of Edinburgh to get as much traffic out of Edinburgh as possible. Mm-hmm. And the Edinburgh City Bypass is designed to do that. Now, there are people who have legitimate business in the east of the country and the west of the country, and they need to skirt around Edinburgh. They don't want to go in through Edinburgh. Who no. would? Who would? People you do know. it to get away from Absolutely. things like Sheriff Hall. So, surely you would want your bypass of the city to be as effective, efficient, and resilient y- yes. and, and, and as, as good yes. as it could be. So, surely that's reason enough. 
Yeah. Absolutely, because I know people who go all the way up Harry Lauder Road and through Leith yeah. and stuff, oh. just, 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 oh, you have one bypass, yeah. you know. So it's like, well, So it's, it's an interesting debate, that one. Well, the good thing is with this is that the great story of Sheriff Hall can be committed to history, hopefully, you know, if they um, if they build this, this flyover. It's a city deal scheme, isn't it? Um, Joint funded UK government, Scottish government. I, I don't know I how the funding is. is. All I've seen is the public consultation yeah, documents. Yeah, I think it is. And the public on, inquiry is due to start very soon. You know, yeah. um, because there were some things they wanted to interlace some tram system with it or something. Um, and of course, uh, just to the east of it, it had a small diversion. Do you remember when they put the Borders Railway in? Yeah, yeah. And they, they had to, the approach to Sheriff Hall, they mm-hmm. had to temporarily build another alignment. Right. Yeah. Go, all the places you wanted to have to put in an underbridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that leaves us now, Stuart, with one more junction to now, discuss. I have no idea what this could be. <laughs> Absolutely okay. none. So um, before I reveal what it is, I preface that this junction, it's no longer here um, in in this form. It is it is changed completely um, to a thing where it's insignificant now that people don't even mention it. But this was a junction so egregious, so... So etched in people's minds for being held up on that it lives on <laughs> to this day as a junction that receives not even a modicum of love. Yeah. It could say it would be the least loved of all this. I think I know what it is. And that junction is the A80, A73 roundabout of Kilns. <laughs> people need to get over it. <laughs> it received over 10 votes. <laughs> Um, which was the nearest was Sheriff Hall, which was six. I do people, have that. People need to get over Orkin Kilns. Now yeah. I I remember I was just I just started driving in two thousand and five, which yeah. was when it was turned into the Great Separated Interchange yeah. that, it, that it is now. Um, but let let's educate some of the younger people yeah. uh, on this. But this was around about slap bang in the middle of basically the A eighty. Yeah. And we say A eighty because it wasn't M eighty back um, no, prior to twenty eleven. Um, and you, this is the main road that connects the north yeah. to the strategic motorway network yeah. around Glasgow and the connection to England. And there's a roundabout in the middle of it. But so, I will caveat that because, again, it wasn't a deliberate thing. It wasn't. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But let's just look at it as it was. Okay. And you're in there and you didn't know about the, the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study <laughs> and the plans it had. You're this guy. It's 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 1999. Right. Okay. You're sitting there at peak traffic. Yeah. Um, and it was hell on earth. And it was hell on earth. And I went to Stirling every day for a few years and when you... it was the roundabout, and it was awful. What were your delays, would you say, just caused by that uh, junction? Because I, I remember would, half an hour, I'd say. I would typically have to allow 30 to 40 minutes from See, the M73 to Auchincloud. See, I would... I mean, And you know, the A73 North approach wasn't much better. Yeah, but not many people use that. Or do they? Is it quite highly utilised road? The A seventy three coming from Airdrie right. up to Commonwealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, yeah, you can imagine as 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 the user. So how did this come about? Um, this was, of course, the the A eighty as a dual carriageway was built in the nineteen sixties, was it not? Yes. Yeah, so so Cumbernauld the version of the old A eighty was built in the early sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auckland Kilns, I believe, was also ground conditions related. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that the, the, all the all the junctions in the upgraded A eighty were mm-hmm. grade separated, yeah. except for Auckland Kilns, Woods, Old Ends, yep. yep. and again because of ground conditions and the expense, and because they knew, or at the time they assumed that the new M eighty through the Kelvin Valley, mm-hmm. Stirling Motorway would be coming along by the mid-1970s. Yes. And there was this massive interchange that was planned roughly parallel to where it was because this is where the um, Stirling Motorway, M80, and the the Hamilton Cumbernauld Motorway would have had a large kind of like cloverleaf type interchange. Quite near to where Croy train station is. So railway station. Railway station, yeah. I always pull back for that. (laughs) (laughs) So no, that's just it. Um, That We have seen some plans that they tried it was a stackabout they wanted to do for for rock and kilns to kind of get traffic through it but ultimately it was left as a roundabout until 2005 when it was grade separated in advance of the 2011 upgrade it was that bad they had to do something at the time i yeah because they deleted the decision on the motorways as part of the central scotland corridor study thing that came along but ocking kilns was as bad as the a8 was at that time and so the a8 got its hard shoulders E80 got its roundabout. Hmm. Uh, so that was to try and just provide some immediate relief. Yeah. Uh, did you know that Auchincloughan's flyover was left wide enough for the three-lane M80? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, yeah. Oh, and did you also know that John Cullen was involved in the design of the original Walking Kilns roundabout while at the Cumbernauld Development Corporation? Oh, was it? No, I actually did. I didn't well, know that he he had a he had a hand in mm-hmm. this. That was pre well, ring road design. You'll, you'll be like. happy to see it upgraded now, given yes. the situation. Indeed. The upgrade cost about twenty five million. It was really expensive. Yeah. Um, obviously, some some you've mentioned about the ground conditions, and there there are certain certain features of that junction that the trained eye can see that yeah. uh, that deal with those ground conditions and that was done by a awg construction partners. yeah oh i remember that you know mm-hmm. so people have some things to say about it um it's a particular incident that occurred uh david bryce says ocken kills roundabout a bars trailer laden with two liter iron brew uh bottles lost its load going west both lanes were shut oh. i think this happened when the upgrade work started um, somebody says Ian Kerr says it was a nightmare on late Friday late afternoons yeah even southbound 80 was a nightmare um, and Stephen Hines says did 14 or 15 months commuting through Ocken Kills around the time the upgrade was going on and he said it was an absolutely miserable place <laughs> well Stephen I hope your life is a lot better now that this this monster that, that, that dwarfs Sheriff Hall even in its uh, yeah in memories and wetlets mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah. Number ten. If you notice something though, we've come to the end of our list, and um, I'm not sure if we've got time for any honourable mentions. I'm sitting. You've got a minute or two. But do you notice that many of these are roundabouts? Yeah. Do you know what the roundabout is? A, is a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a classic British design yeah. mm-hmm. of a junction, um, <clears throat> and it, you need nuance to use them. And they are terrific, and they they serve a great purpose. They give it a, a safe way of turning around as well. Yeah. They're only good up to a certain point Absolutely. with certain traffic levels. Now, yeah. we muck about with them. And this is where it all starts going wrong. As, you know, we get them bigger. We, we have these dual carriageways at Clive and even motorways at some point, And they just fail. Yeah. So, come on. Break out the concrete. Let's get building flyovers, Stuart. <laughs> My goodness. So, mm-hmm. that that's that's what I've got to say there. So, we've got some honourable mentions. Um, Kilbowie Roundabout. Where's that? Oh, Clay Bank. 82. I strongly dislike this roundabout. I was going to say something else there. But I very strongly like this one. So, Kilbury roundabout is the one that you can Clyde Bank when you're on the 82. That's the one that, would have, that the Lomond Motorway would have interchanged just to the east of there. Um, yeah, the Lomond Motorway would be being the one a bit further down. Yeah. Um, at Drum Chapel, where, where you get that border between Glasgow City and yeah. Western Bar. Kilbury's the one where you, you come along the 82 and you turn right then to go down towards Clyde What's Bank. What's wrong with um, It's incredibly busy on all approaches to right. it. Um, and there's a lot of turning that people yeah. do from the 82 going going down. Right. And a lot of the population Clyde Bank coming from other places like Faithley and all these other bits, Sun Towns and Duntoka and all these places, all come down that way as well. So mm-hmm. everybody, it really is the nexus point uh, in that, that part, of, part of town. Fair enough. Um, you know, it's somebody says it's a riot. Even though it's lights, it's a free-for-all. Some people have also said it works better without the lights. I've never seen the lights off there. Mm, but, um, okay. So Kibari, um I really don't like Kibari. I used it for many years, and that would have been an ideal roundabout for a hamburger. And, Drive the 82 yeah. right through through the middle of it. So I remember John Cullen suggested a, a car-only lane going a under car-only lane. That was probably the most John Cullen thing he's ever said. <laughs> and I, do, I, do, I do love that. So... Uh, Maybury's mentioned as well. Maybury, could, could, Maybury, oh yes, oh Maybury, mm. that should be in the top ten. Maybury's evil, isn't it? Maybury is awful. Maybury yeah. and Barnton, that whole lot should have been in. Oh there. goodness me, Barnton came up. Now apparently Barnton had an arrangement, and I don't remember this of a double roundabout system. Yeah, so I just was, remember that. And uh, apparently it was it was her, it was notorious yeah. for some vendor vendors and, and yeah. being being caught up in it. It was just. Great fun. Um, but that, at the moment, I'd just kind of signalise Junction. I don't think Barton's too bad, but at Maybury, I'm not keen on mm-hmm. at all. Okay. I think, I think what constitutes a Junction not to get as much love is a confusion. Maybe. Sometimes people people Maybe. perceive them to be dangerous. There's a few that haven't made the list that surprised me. Longman. Sheriff Hall in the north. Is that Inverness? Yes. Right. The one just prior to Keswick. Very busy on match days. Okay. That's got plans for a flyover. Interesting. Red House. A92. A92. Kirkcaldy yeah. roundabout. I'm surprised that there's no Anderson cross. Anderson got a couple of votes, but it didn't really make it onto uh, the main thing. Yeah, I'm also surprised that that South Queensferry roundabout 
at the southern end of the Queensferry <laughs> Crossing hasn't appeared because I know that's been problematic. I know, do you know you were speaking about this, this one? Um, I know you couldn't cast a vote because you had to be. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you were speaking about that. You yeah, you don't like that. It's a gyratory, yeah. as it was officially referred to. But you're not. You you think there's areas for improvement? I think so. Um, another one I would maybe have included, Helen Street. What's wrong with Helen Street? There's a diamond. The traffic lights at that junction are horrific. Very um, slow. See if you're coming off the M8 and you're heading yeah. westbound off, and you're going westbound off. Yeah. Oh, and and as a Lanarkshire person, there's two that I would definitely have put in that top ten. Gary and Bridge. Gary and Bridge. <laughs> and <laughs> Whirlies Roundabout. Whirlies has got worse. Whirlies is definitely feeling more pressure now that Wraith's been upgraded. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I think Whirlies can be be seriously busy. There's another roundabout north of Whirlies um, that's further up. Nurston, Nurston, or, or whatever it's called, yeah. which are particularly bad as well. Stuartfield Way. Yeah, yeah, they're very, very, very busy places. I mean, East Kilbride is a very car sort of place. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a busy place. So yeah, there's a kind of that that, that unholy trinity of roundabouts around there. Yeah, is uh, is not nice. I know. Though, do you know what though? The thing is, um, I put Whirlies on the the original nomination list. Right, but uh, another one mentioned as another one as a Lanarkshire person. Palace mm. Grounds Roundabout Hamilton, at the Hamilton end of the seven two three dual carriageway M seventy four junction six. That can be a right pain in the bum at times. Is that the big one that you get to go towards Asda? Yes, that can. Be I, a do you know what I used that today? Yeah, good, good stuff. And it was awful. Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> Aye, so you could probably I do was, a top one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're absolutely right. So, um, yeah, there's loads of honourable mentions. Yeah. Loads of honourable mentions. And I hope you enjoyed that, Stuart. Maybe I did. That. Some of them were surprising. That Some of them were so, surprising for me. But you know what, John? It's good because as the Scottish Roadscast, it's good that we've reflected junctions from across the country have. and not just the central belt. So that's good. Yeah. I'm glad people are chipping in from all over. And we'll do this again in 20 years when they're all upgraded. Well, there's that, <laughs> Hopefully. Dream, there's that dream again. There's that dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. All right, so well, listen, John, thanks for that. That has been a really good, interesting podcast. We've had a few good ones recently. Mm. A lot of new people listening as well, which is good. And, uh, and if you well, do yeah, listen, welcome. Yeah, if you do listen regularly and you like it, do leave us a review because it is a good way to, to help other people find us yeah. and listen. Leave a review on Spotify. Gives us some feedback as well, what you like, yeah. what you don't like. Apple Podcasts. Mm. Uh, anywhere you listen to us, you know all the episodes are on there by now as well. We also have the social media. We do. The daily updates continue on social media. Facebook, <clears throat> Twitter, yeah. Instagram. Always sharing loads of material that we have, old photos. Yes. So make sure you go and have a look at these to get your daily fix. Thanks also to the sponsors, Eastford mm-hmm. Excavations and HBS Scotland. Yes. Thank you. Without your support, we wouldn't be able to keep doing these. So really do appreciate it. Indeed. And we will see you again in a few weeks for our next episode. I'm looking forward to it already. Yes, so we'll see you then. See you then. Bye-bye.